Yo, peace and light to the family. Welcome to another episode of Fresh Fair Entertainment. We're your host. I'm Horace DeFerro. It's the chosen one, Donnie Ascended. And your boy, Rod the Guy, back at you another banger. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And today, our topic is uh, the metaphysics of DNA. So we're going to break down what's considered to be one of the most important building blocks of life. And we're going to look at it. I guess you could say the internal structure of something that's already internal. That's funny. But we're really going to break down this use and how in this time, our DNA is probably one of the most precious things we have because it's being altered from its original origin to be almost alien and to destroy our own makeup. You know what I mean? So yeah. that note, let's get into it. I feel like in any conversation about DNA, the first thing you got to start off with is destruction, the shape of DNA, right? And I say that because it's something that is so overlooked. You feel me? That double helix, I feel like it's power in that double helix that a lot of people don't realize. That's symbology right there within your body. You know what I'm saying? Within your building blocks. And it's, I think I'm going on that note. It's funny because like research has shown that the double helix is just what we can process. So that's not even the full shape of DNA. That's just what we've been able to create an abstract of, of what it truly looks like, but that's not even what it looks like. So for something that's such a basic building block to be so complex that the render image is not even close to how complex it is tells you that this is why the scientists are struggling so hard to truly break down what is DNA. Bro, isn't it, um, like, I forget what the exact number is, but I know it's some large number. Um, they say that if you were to put every DNA strand in your body end to end, it could, like, wrap around the world multiple like times. Yeah. yeah. And... Not only is that, I mean, when I think of DNA or just the study of genetics, it's, I think of fractals. Because like how a fractal is kind of like when you, it's like fragments of dimensions in a sense. And when you look at DNA, you can zoom in and you zoom in so much, you realize you're coming across the same point over and over and over again. So I think that is part of the fractal reality we live in. And one of the things I actually think of biblical texts, just when I think of uh genes because we have genesis the book of genesis and what's the root word in genesis gene and if the gene is the building part of your life they telling you in it because the bible is an occult book don't you find it funny how the word adam the name adam sounds a lot like adam you feel me mm-hmm. very what true i tell you if adam was first but the adam is the most basic building block of life atom come on now it's in plain and what's even crazier is I was, uh, I was reading a verse today. It's Genesis 5, 2. Um, and, you know, this verse will become relevant in another topic. But it says in that verse how when God created male and female, he named them Adam, right? Like as in both of them, Adam, right? And so that just goes in itself showing how, you know, the, the male and female aspects of everything can go so deep 
to the basic structure of the DNA in itself. So that's telling you right there that within everyone, we have these two different aspects, you know what I'm saying? But they come together to form the one, the unification in, in everybody. So, I, you know, I completely agree. The Bible, it has so much symbology within it in the fact that when you read it, a lot of this stuff is not meant to be taken so literal. You know what I mean? You got to read between the lines. You got to really understand what the message is that they're trying to, you know, tell you. You feel what I'm saying? Just the process of creation in itself in that book. It can t t go all the way in depth of, you know, genealogy and, you know, um, like modifying genes and things of that nature. So, you know, it's, it's knowledge everywhere, man, especially when it comes to this DNA subject. Mm -hmm. And, you know, DNA is essentially coding. That's why they push encoding so hard. They're trying to understand the genome. But what they don't talk about when it comes to DNA is that there's one, there's one thing that they always run into and they never know how, they never, they have not, they have yet to break what this is in the genome. And that's melanin. Every time they get it, it's like a black box that they don't know how to get into. They, they don't truly understand its capabilities and its power. And whenever they, that's why the Human Genome Project been going on for so long, right? Because that's, that's the crucial part of it that they can't understand, right? And so this is why they are trying to destroy the human genome through your food, through the vaccines, through the air, everything. Everything now is going against your original genome, right? Oh, we are not the original people. When you look at it from a DNA perspective, stuff been so modified, bro. Right. Like from just the basic building block level, we have been modified so much. And you could even go back. Um, I don't know, you know, if a lot of our viewers know about the story of the Anunnaki, right? And pretty much, uh, this was I believe it was a Sumerian myth. Um. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it was a Sumerian myth, and pretty much the Anunnaki were these um, like supreme beings, and pretty much what they did was they were actually able to tamper with the humans' DNA code and alter how you know what I'm saying how the humans live, how their bodies function. You know what I mean to a point where you know it's it's the myth says that the Anunnaki were able to shorten the human's lifespan you know what i mean and and it was done so in a way so that the humans could be lesser and they could be used to work for the anunnaki and what's crazy is that the bible actually says this because there's a passage where it actually says that god created man and woman to toil the fields right so it said okay so the Bible is saying we were created to work pretty much, right? I was saying we were created to be the slaves of some supreme being, right? And mm -hmm. so now you're looking at these two different sources of knowledge, pretty much saying the same thing. But what it's really telling you is that this DNA, like what we are now, has been completely altered, right? And so now you ask yourself, well, what were we originally? You know what I mean? And how can we avoid it? further modifications you feel what i'm saying all religions you know they tell they're 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 made for us to study not to worship 
and they tell you what well, what religions well let me say to someone who doesn't understand that all religious texts are occult books and they that's why in each religious text you see the story of good versus evil even though those aren't those are human concepts they always tell you if someone's good that's evil because in your mind that's the only that's the story that brings out the most in the subconscious that's why people have a subconscious effect when they read these books but the problem with religion is that they teach you to go into the light first they tell you to stay away from the dark however light can't come without darkness and so that's the flaw within all religion they tell you not to go in the dark and that dark in this case is melanin that's how you activate your dna and we've become so far from it because Look at what we eat, what we breathe, what we drink. Everything we've done has tainted this DNA and its powerful capabilities, right? For instance, look at the fact like uh, food is information to the DNA. So, and as we said in previous episodes, the power of melanin, that melanin can either work for you or against you. So if the melanin you give it, if, the, if you feed in your melanin, anything essentially but uh, alkaline or electric diet you're killing your melanin that that goes for your your meat all your starch etc and the, the problem with it is because it destroys your melanin and that destroys your thinking capability so they dumbing you down to a level that you haven't been 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 to because the dna is being altered at such a rate but the biggest components that will probably be the air that we breathe in because the air we breathing is a million times worse than anything we could imagine back when the Dogon running around, purging, you know what I'm saying, where these tribes were thriving in these groups of people. Because they don't so, tell you that the air used to be, essentially the air that you breathe was able to do everything chemically inside your body and your DNA that your body needed. So, because the chemical reaction that went on thing. So when you would breathe, that oxygen would turn to gold, silver, copper, zinc, everything your body needed was then transpired inside because the air was healthy, right? But now we at a point where we have to take these supplements as a result of our DNA being thrown down the trash so far. So let me ask you this. Do you think it's impossible for somebody to not have a completely alkaline diet, you know, in your opinion, whatever, but still do things outside to activate and empower the melanin within. Because I feel like for every person's like different walk of life, you know, there are certain things that one person can do that another person might not be able to do. And what I mean by that is if you take a person that eats meat, right? And, or they may eat a lot of food. Let's say they eat a lot of food, but they don't perform physically enough to actually utilize that energy. Therefore, the food is just sitting within them, right? Mm -hmm. And if you take somebody who eats a lot, but they are performing, you know, physical exercises daily, you know what I mean? Or routinely, then those two people, even though they're eating the same thing, essentially doing the same thing, they're getting completely different results personally. You know what I mean? So I feel like the only thing about that is that I don't feel like everything is so, you know, blanket statement. You know what I mean? I feel like every person has their own way or, or 
everything does it. It's not a one size fits all. You know what I mean? Variations, like variations within like the genome and stuff. Right, because I feel like when you look at the genome, let's say the genome is the same for everyone, but what everyone does outside in the physical in the physical world, right, externally is different, varying from individual to individual. You know what I mean? And so you can have somebody who you know may not have the best diet according to somebody else but they're doing everything else necessary in order to activate their melanin and you can have somebody who has quote unquote a great diet but they do nothing else and they still you know not having their melanin activated you know what i mean so so where where's the line you know what i'm saying where do we say this is what works for you, this is what works for you, or you know, is it all just blanket general statement? Well, it's not blanket general statement, but when you look at DNA and you look at the original people, uh, that's why this is why Osiris is a cyan or green color back uh, when, right? Because they say the original people were indigo and or cyan. This is why in Hindu, all their gods and people are blue, right? indigo people and that's the result of the hue so when it comes to melanin and dna the most important thing beyond food is light right and light is two-thirds of the journey but see this is where the food plays into it because based off this this understanding that these people the original people were indigo or cyan green all those as a result of the copper in their body that means they had a eukaryotic, not, not, not eukaryotic, that's not the word. They had a plant, their cells, if you look at the genome of the cells inside of melanated individuals, they were plant-based. So this is why the theory of God was in the gut came from, because suns react to light, photosynthesis. So if your diet is an alkaline electric diet, and we already know melanin has electromagnetic capabilities. So if you get in the light and you get in the food and the sun is hitting your gut, you have everything you need to encompass that energy to to optimal potential. It's not saying that because one, because the difference between someone who eats meat and can tap in could be the understanding of the subconscious. For instance, someone could be like, well, I know this reality isn't real because we know this is not real. And there's something after this reality that this piece of chicken to me, this is nothing. It won't hurt me. So you throw it out the window because you are you made it something. But the idea is to have that type of power, you got to have a kundalini awakening. And majority of people are not about to put in the chakra work to get through that emotionally. And then to say there's not a health aspect to it, not saying, because I'm not saying vegetables are God, because nigga, you can sit around being a fucking vegetable all day and you fucking die. But what I'm saying is, Cause you know, niggas out here being vegetables and I'm like, y'all boom, y'all bugging. Yeah, they think vegetables are their God. I ain't saying that, but I'm saying what you put in you is a direct representation of how you move. Because again, the original people were breathitarians. They ain't have to eat, they breathe. Mm -hmm. So that was my second point. I was actually just about to ask you. Right. So the idea is that our DNA has been digressed so far that we have to keep adding these components to thrive, right? If the original people only had to breathe, then one day they, they you know, getting so messed up, they got to eat stuff. They're like, man, I don't even like this, man. Then you got to go down even further because the Caucasian are like, hey, this cow, man, we can probably eat it. And then they tell them you can go eat it. This is the reason why so many people in Africa have these diseases because their diet it consists of blood and starch now. 
rather than anything vegetable or alkaline, even though they're from the motherland, their motherland has been tainted by red man's blood. You feel me? I mean, you can see that in children of the diaspora, children of the African diaspora worldwide. Right. I mean, look at black people in America. Why do we suffer so much more from heart problems, diabetes, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Women with osteoporosis, lactose mm -hmm. intolerance. We sitting around here thinking that it's a joke to be lactose intolerant. Like, oh man, you know, if I eat this ice cream, I'm gonna be gassy, but it's all right. No, right. bro, your body is literally telling you Objective. that it does not accept that. It can't you digest milk, I mean? yes. Right. And there's a book written on that, matter of fact. I forgot the name of the book, but in the book, this man does research where he goes to the equator where the most melanated people in on this planet are, and he does a study on their digestive system and how they cannot digest things due to the melanin in their body because their body won't allow it. For instance, milk. Melanated people should not be able to digest milk. You're only digesting milk when you don't mess up your genome so much. And if you digest the milk, you're more Caucasianoid than you are a melanated individual. So now you have to see what you're doing because you can repair your DNA. And if you can destroy it, you can repair it. So the repairing part is all on you. The doctors, all they do is destroy your DNA. You take all these pills and stuff. The pills ain't never did nothing for you but help you cope and destroy your DNA. But the herbs, and speaking of herbs, herbs were essentially the last resort for the people back in ancient times. They was like, hey, man, if you can't get your DNA, hey, man, look, come take this elderberry, bro. That was your last resort because you were so weak. But now we're at a point where we got to take herbs daily because our genome has been destroyed to such an extent. It's like, yo, you can't even activate your melanin, right? Mm -hmm. mm. And so at this point, our DNA is essentially sleep. And so the process to waking it up is, a, is, is beyond. And it goes further than just eating healthy because people don't know what eating healthy is. And to eat healthy, like you can work out, yeah, but what's the point of working out if the insides aren't doing good? The external is only one aspect. And you can say the, the, the idea that this is just a shell, but if you're trying to leave this vessel, you want to have the easiest transition out of this shell as possible. Well, you couldn't even walk when you was in the shell. You think you can get out just as easy, boy? You think your soul going to leave yourself? Like, bro, what's all this yellow in here? He like, I can't even, mm -mm. he like, I'm going to just sit here. So now you get tra trapped and you go to the cycle. Now you reincarnated as a pig. That's how karma do you, cosmic karma, right? So... Oh, man, I was just about to say something. Oh, you brought up a great point. You're talking about awakening the DNA. And I wanted to kind of revisit the point I made earlier about the structure of the DNA. And to me, the DNA, um, you know, closely resembles a symbol that I think most people are familiar with. Uh, but that's the, the symbol of the caduceus, right, which is the, the staff with mm -hmm. the snakes intertwining upwards on the caduceus. And this symbol has been interpreted many ways, uh, whether it's in relation to the god Hermes, uh, whether it's in relation to, um, you know, medical terms. Um, it actually originated uh, from Thoth, but this symbol represents that Kundalini awakening. See, the word awakening is what, you know, triggered that for me because the Kundalini awakening is pretty much when you have your chakras, you know, all energized, right? And it starts from the root and it goes up the spine, right? 
So that middle rod represents the spine, right? And you have these two snakes coming up, right? Which represents the energy rising up, right? And if you look at the top of the caduceus, that represents the pineal gland, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just crazy to me how it all interconnects with each other. You know what I mean? It's a real as above, so below. Because your DNA, one of the smallest structures in your body, is a similar image as your spiritual awakening in the external, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, that just further goes to show how interconnected we are and how powerful we are, but we just don't know it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just got to be awakened, has to be activated. Right. And that's shown to us in multiple ways. You know what I mean? And I think uh, the reason why, yes, we're in the age of Aquarius, people are coming into knowledge, but the awakening is a whole nother process in my opinion. Because if you look at DNA, DNA is comp- comprised of amino acids. And you know they have that little code they go through, right? Like UUA, UUG, UUU, then CUU, then CUC, and et cetera, and et cetera. However, it's only six of them. And the, the, thing, the thing is, they would get a new protein as you, I guess you can say, evolve and or elevate. So you would have UUA, then UUG, then UUU. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. the fact that it stopped after six and started repeating means that we're in a redundancy. That means the genome is not evolving. That means we are not adding layers. That's how you know we are stuck at a certain level and people have stopped coming into true awakenings to awaken their DNA and their melanin. And that's why I bring up the food, the breathing, and everything going on now as a primary factor. The biggest factor is breathing because first of all, we don't know the science of breathing, right? Breathing is the most important thing because that's the only way you're moving in this thing, in this shell. The shell operates off breath. So if you don't know the science of breathing and how to actually breathe and use breathing to your advantage, right? Ain't no point because breathing helps is the reason you are alive. It it helps chemically uh, produce everything you need in your body at once. And then on top of that, that's why I bring up the food, because the food has changed our genome so drastically, right? To where people can do this, 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 and they're having these issues, but they're not linking it. They decide, oh, that just come with old age. I hear people say, well, your immunity go down with age. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, if you don't, if you don't build it up, <laughs> of course it's going to go down if you don't build it up. Like if you don't wash, if you don't clean your shoes, they're going to get dirty, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> and then you hear the argument, um, you know, people saying things in their family. Exactly. I knew it. I knew about to say. Bro, don't get me wrong. You can most definitely have a certain gene that runs in your family, but that don't mean that you got to activate that in okay. yourself just mm-hmm. because grandma had it or mama had it. You know what I mean? Now, if right. y'all got the same, if y'all have the same lifestyle choices, then of course you can expect to encounter the same mm-hmm. issues as your predecessors. But just because you have a certain gene within you does not mean that it is inevitable for you to experience those same issues. Because you can combat it, right? Exactly. It ain't even really combating. It's just eliminating it or making it go dormant. Because as the late Dr. Sebi told, 
Dr. Seppi, when he was in his 30s, this man had diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, anything you can think of, he had it. And after he fasted for 90 days, everything was gone. And then he started healing people, right? It was to the point where he killed people of so many diseases just by having them eat electric foods. And electric foods in general, not only was that doing good for your body, but then it activates your melanin, right? So your melanin can now operate at full capacity. So then you go sit in the sun, and now you now you walking on water, man. You Jesus, what is you saying, right? And then you have, then you can understand the fuel power of your DNA, right? Because you've healed yourself and you've cured yourself, or you've got rid of it. When people talk about, oh, it runs in the family. I don't, I don't think that means anything <laughs> because you can stop it and the information's out there. You looking for a pill created by someone who, if, look, if the white man whose genome system is made to eat meat, cow pus, all that other stuff, and he getting sick off his own stuff still, what makes you think you can eat it as a melanated individual? That's backwards thinking. That's redundancy. You putting yourself back to sleep. Right, and then religion on top of that don't help you. Religion only keeps it asleep, right? I feel like religion. the thing with religion, and you know, more specifically, when we're looking at Christianity, and not to bash anybody's religion, but I feel like all too often when people are put in these situations where they have to deal with these ailments, you know, they kind of look at it as you know, it's going to be okay. I know I'm suffering now, but, you know, I got the afterlife to look forward to. I, I got I got heaven to look forward to. You know what I mean? And, yes, yeah, some people need that hope, but you got to understand that there is more that you can do now in the physical in order to rid yourself of those ailments. You know, I, I don't appreciate it when people just kind of sit back and accept the position that they've been given, you know, when it comes to their health care, because there's more that you can do in order to fix it yourself. But we get complacent, you know, and we just say, you know what, I'll just wait it out. That's not how it works. You know what I mean? You got to right. fix it now. You living in a literal hell. You know what I mean? You Your body becomes a prison at that point. I could not imagine mm -hmm your body becoming a prison. You can't even escape. You can't escape your body. There's only one way to escape your body. Right. And and that's the transition on. You feel what I'm saying? So why would you sit here and every day wake up in a prison? You know what I mean? Knowing that there's something you can do about it. But then I understand that. What did I say? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, I was about to say, because once again, we know that there's a way to, like, you know, that's not the final result. But on the other hand, not knowing that, you just think like a game of chance, like, oh, you know, all the statistics, you know, die of heart disease, die of cancer, die of something every year, year and all. So you just think it's a chance, like, if I catch it, either the man up above is going to take me now or he's going to let me survive. They think it's just like it's not out of your hands by that point. So they just, like, they don't even believe, like, when we say – that these herbs light and all this melanin can protect can protect and save us. They don't they don't believe in that. They just think, oh, it's just like it's not in my hands by this point. Like they they're they a bunch of vegetables, boy. Some vegetables. <laughs> I feel like people don't even have to believe 
all that, all, all, everything we talk about. You know what I mean? But it's basic facts that there are foods that are healthier than others. Oh, and sure. I feel, I, I feel like at this point, if people don't realize that you are what you eat, then there's no helping you at that point. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. I, I hate, I, like, I, I honestly hate to be one of those people that just says, well, you just got to get left behind. But if you don't realize that what you put into your body is directly affecting how your body responds. Your DNA. Right. Mm-hmm. How your body operates. Then you really got to be living under a rock. You know what I mean? And rocks they're got like, DNA too. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, they're more into the immediate pleasure of like having these comfort foods than going into stuff that benefit their long-term ascension. You bro, know what I'm bro. But who said okay. a fruit and a vegetable don't bring you comfort? Who put it exactly. on the side? Occasionally. I, I love food, but the thing about it like this, man, think about it like this. We also got to realize that a lot of these people have been so altered, right? When you look at when you look at white sugar, right? I recently uh, was doing some research. Do you know that white sugar activates the same parts of your brain as cocaine? Mm-hmm. It's that mm-hmm. addicting, yep. Bro, it's more, that's it's more addictive actually. It's, it's, it's actually it's more addicting than cocaine. So when you have these people saying, "Oh, that's too healthy," you know what I mean? I'm gonna just eat this. These people are literally addicted to what they are eating. You know what I mean? So it's at that point, it becomes more than just a, a simple choice of I'm going to eat this healthier food today. You know what I mean? Right. Or, or I'm going to abstain from eating this unhealthy food. These people literally are unable to make lifestyle changes. Right. And I feel like that at that point, what do you even do? You know what I'm saying? How do you help somebody like that who's become so addicted? Because you take a 40, 50-year-old who's been eating junk their entire life, you can't just undo 40, 50 years of BS in a week or a month. You know what I'm saying? Not if that person doesn't want to help themselves. You know what I mean? You can't help anybody that doesn't want to help themselves. Everybody can't come to the utopia. I mean, it is what it is. If you're 40 and 50 years old and you come in my Kroger and I see you put your gut on the conveyor belt, I'm not trying to help you no more, bro. I'm just like, well, you've claimed your faith. And you, nothing I say will change your mind. And I also have people that try to that try to fight me on it. I'm like, bro, I'm not about to fight you about what you should eat. You're the same age as me. Don't, nah, bro. Because it goes deeper than that, right? Everything everything they have done has altered our DNA. The vaccines have altered the DNA. The vaccines, the biggest DNA alternates, too. They got you, every. when I say everything now from religion, food, your breath, it's, it's immense. But at the same time, we can't keep blaming them for it because the knowledge is out there and there's people who are doing stuff about it. So when you complain and you're not doing no research to help yourself, you're only part of your problem. Out here saying, oh, Jesus, oh, Allah. Bro, we had names like Okalukalu for God. But what you talking about, right? Mm-hmm. And names like that, they resonated with the sound of the drums, right? At 8 hertz, which resonated with the sound of the world, the planet. At 42 hertz, that created an overtone. That's how we healed ourselves, sound healed. That's how we repaired our DNA. That's why 432 hertz and 5, I think it's 534, 530 something, is also seen as a frequency that helps repair your DNA, right? Because the octaves, it's overtones that they produce. So when you got stuff like the COVID vaccine, which they even came out and said the COVID vaccine will alter your DNA 
this is what the CDC said, and you think you're going to, and you take that, you got to be a freak. You a vegetable, bro. What's up with you? You just sitting there. Yeah, water me. Motherfuckers say, Shh. now you getting everything known to man, boy. You talking about, you getting stuff you ain't even know you can have. And certain body, you got leukemia in your left toe, huh? Yeah, <laughs> man. It's down there. I was, you got a prostate in your left arm. How? Yeah, hey, right. man. It was, right, I forget right. what it was. Go back down. No, I was just uh, agreeing. It's gonna be crazy. Uh, I was trying to say they had they had the interview with the elderly, and they were talking about how it said um they asked him his age. He said like I believe twenty, let's say twenty nine, right? And he says so from your lifetime, they have made you take about like twenty four different vaccines, like mandatorily protecting something. Meanwhile, he only took four, and this old man is like living. He's like up there in years. Like he's he's no problems, nothing like that. He's only had four vaccines. In that whole lifespan, he's doing A-OK. Meanwhile, I said, statistically, you've taken 24 by now, and you're already probably, like, higher chances of everything I've, that had been around since I've been a kid. Meanwhile, but he's for, he meant things like forced vaccines and stuff like that been affecting his DNA for that long. So, of course. The system is like the Frankenstein monster. Right? And so... Every second, you know, you lay into this system, you only feed in that monster. And like when you change, when like when they have they genetically altering food, when you genetically altering food, you changing your own psychology when you intake that. So to me, and when people know that, I just say, I mean, you only plan to your downfall, especially more so if you're a grown, if you're a child and you can't do nothing at the moment, that ain't your fault. But you can, but you can know better what you're gonna do. But if you're a grown adult and you ain't make the changes and you know it, that's just you playing towards your own downfall. Not just to eat and just everything lifestyle-wise to help prepare your DNA because the DNA is so it's a mess. Like I said, it's a redundancy. The code is repeating itself for those same. I think the same six. Uh, the same six codes: the UUA, the UUG, the UUC, because it cannot evolve past what it was. The goal is to keep creating patterns because we keep getting to our original self, but we've fallen so far down the tree that we get stuck going back to six. We just six. All right, run it back. All right, run it back. That's a redundancy, right? That's insanity. The genome is going insane because it can't do nothing because no one elevating, right? Mm -hmm. It's like we've hit a plateau, you know what I mean, as humans. And what's crazy about this stuff, like, with the DNA, is, like, we can trace ourselves back to royalty and everything, but we still can't. It's no different how, if you really know your DNA, you can claim your status right now. Because if you knew how they do the C... What the Punnett Square really was, founded by Gregor Miller. Y'all remember the Punnett Square? This was the middle school. But the yeah, things. when they were talking about the All that types. was was telling you how long it takes to get that dominant gene out your entire genome. It takes four generations to get a, a dominant genome out the gene. That's why you have BB. Like the, Let's say you look like the plants, like big plant, small plant. You got large T, small T. You got two big T's, and you got a big T and a small T, but the T still there, so it's dominant. Then you got small T, big T, but the big T still there. Then the fourth box, you got two small T's. 
25 percent so, chance of having the least less recessive trait basically yeah right but it's not even a thing of chance it's showing you how many generations of plants can be or generations of something can be gone before you can truly eliminate it right so let's look at let's look at history we know that uh in europe okay for that well let's just europe we know it was a point where the moors were all over there that's why they don't tell you that most of those kings and queens were Moors, and the ones before them were Moors, and they intermingled with the Europeans. And they don't tell you, they don't tell people, this is why I say you can claim your status anytime if you know what you're doing, that you are, you have to, have to be considered a Moor, you have to have one sixteenth of Negro blood in you. So Queen Elizabeth was a Moor. She had one sixteenth Negro blood. If you look at her picture, she got nose, she got that fine nose and the jawline. She was considered a Moor because she had one sixteenth. But now when you look at the kings and queens there now, they not because it's been over four generations, right? Therefore, that melanated gene is out of their genome. But those before them were considered Moors. So if it only takes one sixteenth of Negro blood to be a Moor, what'd that make us? We full blooded motherfucker, man. Go claim yourself. Go get your land today. But but we don't. But why don't we? Why don't we want to push that? Right? We telling people how to live in the system. I'm telling. I want you to get out of the system. I mean, at the end of the day, exactly. I can truly care less about what you do because it's all about the journey of oneself. But I'm generous enough to help every other individual get out of here too. But if you're gonna be oh. a vegetable, I'll let you be a vegetable. I mean, wasn't it like during the? Uh, during the time of of slavery, they said you only have to be what is that one eighth of of black blood in you to be considered black. I think it was some number like that, bro. It, bro, that's crazy right there. That shows you how that really shows you how powerful our DNA is. Really, one sixteenth, bro. One sixteenth. How how much of a percentage is that? That's like what is bro. that? That's like you in a room full of 16 white people. You're like, hey, one of y'all are mowing here, bro. Huh? Yeah. Bro, you know that, did you? I'm talking about them people. Man. That's like 12. Because one fourth is 25, so half that. So, yeah, it's about 12 something percent or less. Wait, hold on. One divided by 16. <laughs> I just did. 100 equals 6.25. You said eight. You said eight. Oh, I'm, talking, I'm talking about the 116. If it was one eight, yeah, it'd be, it'd be 12.5. But, um, we d- if we look at one sixteen, right, six point two five percent of your DNA is melanated, and they saying that's enough to make you a melanated individual. What's that's insane because you got ninety three point seven five percent of European in you, and they pretty much saying that don't matter. Right, that's crazy. So, and that goes back to the statement where people say the European was an extension of the melanated individual. But niggas ain't ready for that. They ain't ready for that. It's okay. Wow. I, they probably click on this video when they see the cover I created, the picture with the, the uh, alien holding the holding the monkey and the monkey holding the white person, but they ain't ready for that shit. They ain't ready for that shit. I don't, I don't heard, uh, I got to do further research, but I don't heard people say how the, the, uh, Caucasoid is a mutation of the melanated individual. 
let me let me bring that to a comic book reference. What is what you said earlier in the beginning of the episode regarding the uh the mutations of the people? What does that sound like? Sounds a lot like the inhumans, right? Sounds very similar. I was thinking Damn, they're identical, don't it? How the Cree came and was like, hey, see them people? Let's let's mess with them and make them work for us. Crazy, right? Crazy. But that's all by chance. Yeah, that's all by chance, right? And oh, on top of that, DNA-wise, right, the Moors are said to have left, you know, uh, to go to Europe in 700 AD. So it's only ironic that they choose to say, we're done with Europe the year 1492. Ain't that when Columbus discovered America, right? Okay. And on top of that, 600 years prior is when the melanated people left from Europe well, some of them left from Europe to go over to the Americas because they knew people was over there. But And there's records of them leaving to go over there. Yet, there's no records of them going back. So what does that tell you? The Africans and the natives are the same people, but people yet to understand that. And that's, again, that's your genome, right? Uh, the Olmecs. Remember how they said the Olmecs? They, they said the Olmecs are more mysterious than the Mayans. They just said they motherfuckers just disappeared. Oh, they just disappeared. No trace. They just left stones with their head. But the story is actually that the Ome all, all the Native American tribes are descendants of the Olmecs. The Olmecs, then you got the Aztecs, then you got <laughs> then you got Cherokee, Blackfoot. All of them are descendants of them, right? Why do you think it's called Mexico? Olmecs. You can hear that sound still in there, right? The Aztecs, they're all descendants of the Olmecs. That's genome right there. And so, and we know they're descendants from the Moor, from the Moors. Why? Because you can find the same theologies and mythos there, right? Just how in the Mayan culture. Let me think of a good example. So in Kemet, you had Horus and Set, right? Mm -hmm. And they were essentially arch enemies, good polarity, bad polarity, positive, negative, all that good stuff. In the Mayan culture, you have Cuckoo Klan and Rex Aquato. One's a dragon. One's a dragon that looks like a crazy dragon. The same thing, positive polarity, negative polarity. The story is repeated because the story was translated. They was like, hey you, hey, you know what I'm talking about? That's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. They was on the same page. They understood this reality. They understood that everything was energy on one wave, down wave. That's part of activating your DNA because they understood. That's why they were able to leave. When they, when they actually left. They left stones and was like, you know, and there's stories even of Dr. the late Dr. Sebi in the book. I forget the writer, but it came out, I think, a year ago. It came out a year ago called My Journey with Dr. Sebi. And at one point, Dr. Sebi and his friend, they traveled to the, Maya, to the Mayans, you know, the, the rest of the Mayans. And when he asked them where they came from, they said they, said they pointed up. Oh, I know what you're talking about. They, he said they was driving. And he saw the structures on top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. And he was like, bruh, how they get from down there to up here? And the tour guide was like, what makes you so sure that they came from down there? Mm-hmm. And they said when they actually talked to the native people where they came from, he said all they did was point up. But but they crazy, right? They primitive, right? Then they don't know, they don't know nothing. But but yet if they're so primitive, how come we've yet to crack their technology, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. the DNA is so structured we can't 
think about it like this. The DNA is so altered to the point where we don't even understand the power of the woman no more, right? Do you think do you think the people who was building pyramids was beating on their women back then? Hey, hey, look at this. We just made a pyramid. Hey, girl, what you say? They ain't doing that mm-hmm. shit. But but we but here we don't understand the power of the woman. It and the woman doesn't understand her power either. Because if the woman knew, woman could snap her fingers and you would be on your knees because of her divine feminine energy. But now they don't understand the power of their own yoni and how to, because the yoni or you know vagina, as niggas like to say, the, the pussy ain't no head ass. And so it. It is a uh, it's time travel because inside of it is the DNA for your whole lineage. Your whole lineage is in there beyond your energy. You can go all the way back to the first people. That's time travel. We out of balance, bro. We out of balance as a whole. Out of, just out of balance. That's DNA. Think about it. It's it's the structure. And the power of it has been destroyed so much. And everything that's done is just to destroy DNA. And I can't really break it down. Like, I mean, I can break it down further, but it's like the woman's womb holds all the genetic information to the people before us. It's time travel, you know what I'm saying? And it's people we no longer electric. We've been eating white people food. (laughs) We've been eating garbage. And... The key to your DNA is essentially your melanin. And everything regarding DNA on the ethereal plane represents as above, so below. So we you all got the find, key. Oh, go ahead. I was saying, we all got the key within us. It's just our job to use it. Facts. And you can even find more info on DNA, even if you look at the Baphomet, right? And if you don't know what the Baphomet is, the Baphomet is usually depicted, you know, the goat head on the human body with one hand up, one hand down with the five-pointed star on his head. And the five-pointed star uh, goes into the genome in a sense because it represents your senses. That's why the, fi- the star has five points. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, between each point of the star is 72 degrees. And... There's 72, there's 72 bones in your hand. And when you 72 times five, you get 360, right? And on top of that, they don't tell you that in your pineal gland that I think it's five, it's either five or 12. I know that's a big gap, but <laughs> it's one of them two. But I think it's five. There's five nerves that come together near your mouth that help you with that sucking motion. And they surround your pineal gland. <laughs> that's why our brother A.A. Rashid said God is a titty <laughs> you feel me that sucking motion right you can get a lot of your genetic information if you was breastfed there's a huge there's a huge gap between people who were breastfed and people who were not and gave formula right bro you know what's crazy though I was um, you know in my psychology class that I was recently in it told us how babies are innately born with the ability to root you know what I mean? The ability to latch on and suck mm-hmm. to get food, to get that nourishment. Mm-hmm. That's So that just, you know, piggybacking off of what you said, the fact that this is a skill that babies are born with. You know what I mean? Like, it's in their DNA. It's in all of our mm-hmm. DNA to 
latch on to our mothers when we are hungry, when we need nourishment and mm -hmm. suck, you know what I'm saying? And root from them. God is a titty. Cause we, and we get genetic information from that. So they said, there's been studies that shown if kids have turned out who were breastfed, who were not. It's a huge gap in intelligence, right? Cause you get your genetic information, but the only problem that can come from that could be your parents, you know, might be messed up already from all the nonsense. So you passing on nasty genes, you know what I'm saying? So then that's that's a real generational curse. We think generational curses are like poverty and all these constructs, but the genetical curse, the generational curse is your DNA. You got to get your DNA on the right track. Everything else is mindset, right? So... Your DNA is the cold. And if they can't crack the biggest part of DNA, melanin, because we got to remember science is, whatever science figures out something, they like at least 100 years behind what the metaphysics and the cultures have already been talking about. So for us, it's melanin individual. When we hear science, oh, that's new. That just shows you how far behind we are, which also goes back into the Dr. Manhattan Project they said we lost 40 years of time right the last person well at least that i know of my research who actually understood energy and how to transfer that into conduits was nikola tesla that's why he had the free uh but that's why they never funded his free energy towers right because mm -hmm. then they knew the electromagnetic frequencies that transpired through that would have had black people motherfucker, the motherfucker would have woke up like hmm, everybody Dr. Manhattan and the motherfucker face through the wall, mm, baby, where the eggs at? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I ready for it. Hey man, it's whew, it's a good one right here, man. It's a good one right here. One. This, okay. just imagine we are awakened that, you know what I'm saying, on a large scale. Mm -hmm. Things we could accomplish. Crazy. But on that note, we're going to close out this episode. But before we do our outro, we're going to let everybody know that we're taking a, a, good, a, a good little mini hiatus, probably about two months, because, you know, we all starting uh, school and whatnot. So we you know, before we're going to get back in the ground, we're going to get back into this matrix for a bit. Hopefully we come back unscathed. Right. Hopefully we will. You know what I'm saying? I speak it into existence. I command my reality. Big facts. Big facts. But, but, you know, I do have a big surprise for uh, the viewers, though. Though we'll be taking a hiatus, I have put together, I guess you could say a side podcast, more of a guest-based podcast, right, called Feral Talks. Uh, it'll be launching probably September, but it's going to be good, right? And I got some more products coming out, clothing line and junk. So we're going to push that junk too. But y'all know the deal. Hit it with that outro, y'all. I'm Mr. Kings. From Kings to Gods. We are Fresh Feral Entertainment. Peace, peace and light.